welcome to Tea and K-Drama here on the Tea and Gauntlets Network, a show where two best friends sit down and watch K-dramas. We laugh, drink tea, and most of the time, yell at the characters we love to hate. Let's get into the good stuff. I am so excited to unpack this with you. <laughs> I am very excited too, because there's a lot to unpack, and this is our first podcast, which is very exciting. So uh, it is. What a journey. Who would have thought we'd be doing this? <laughs> in our lives you know it has been a ride but we're here and i'm pretty cool with it um my name is kat i am about 70 percent tea and 30 percent gauntlet probably 80 percent tea 20 percent gauntlet yeah Sense. Uh, I'm Rachel, and I'm. I think honestly, I'm the inverse of you, Cat. I'm like the Ying yeah. Jiryen. I'm 80% gauntlets, 20% tea, and this is Teen Gauntlets, where Cat and I uh, currently are just starting to watch a K drama. Uh, it's called Boys Over Flowers. Um, it is a seminal work from the year 2009. A fantastic year. Also, the year that I graduated high school. 2009 yeah i'm pretty sure i don't really i don't know high school was like a why did this happen sort of period of life but anyway pretty sure i graduated in 09 that's wild that's when boys over flowers came out oh Uh well okay that that explains a lot of the visuals of what i was seeing i was like some of these drone shots i'm like this is way back when drone shots it's a little little side yeah yeah, and also I feel like a lot of this kind of, I mean, obviously the culture is different, um, you know, but I feel like a lot of this uh, content with like the extreme bullying to the point of suicide sort of situation is um, not something that would probably really be coming out today. I could be wrong. I've never been to South Korea, but um, yeah, that's, that's um, they, they went hard. They went real hard. Yeah, uh, I, uh, yeah, I did not know what to expect when watching Boys Over Flowers because I just remember when you started watching it back during COVID. Oh, yes. I come back when we were roommates. I come in my room and be like, you'd be like a complete weeping mess. I'd be like, Pat, you okay? And on TV, I would say the most mundane scene. And you were just an utter wreck. And you're like, I'm watching this K-drama and it's amazing. And I'm like, I got so into it. I got so into it. So just to be clear, I have actually seen all of this before. (laughs) Um, I watched it a few (laughs) years back and I guess it was, yeah, it would have been 2020. Yeah. Um, And that was my first K-drama, actually. Um, And I have delved down the rabbit hole since. Um, And yeah, so... Rachel, so when Rachel <laughs> came to me today and told me that she wanted to do this, I was like, okay, we should watch this one. Just so you know, it's basically, um, this is the K-drama non-fantasy version of Twilight. So just set your expectations exactly where they belong and oh, um, yeah. enjoy the ride because <laughs> it is a ride. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, uh, no so Rachel, kidding. what were what were some of your first impressions, would you say? Uh, okay, so for this first episode, it, a lot happened. Uh, I will say this first episode with Boys Over Flowers, I just knew my reaction of you reacting to it. 
and the little <laughs> blurbs I saw, which I'm sure were like, you know, 20 episodes in to this first episode, it is not at all what I expected. Uh, I had a sense maybe it was going to take some t- place during like a, a school era, but I didn't know when. Uh, yeah. It did not expect it to be like, you know, the swankiest school on the planet. Yep. And it did not at all expect this like really heavy bullying theme. Should we do should we do just like intense. a quick a quick recap for the for recap? the listeners for the for listeners of, of which we currently have have none because we decided <laughs> to do this today. Um quick recap of what the episode was. So we watched we watched episode one of yep. this show, Boys Over Flowers. And um basically um there's this girl a teenage age high school ish girl um a poor girl and she um is her parents run like a dry cleaning business and so she ends up she has to deliver dry cleaning at the school which is like the swankiest school that has ever existed like there's a solid amount of exposition to show just exactly how swanky this it school is, is. So- like only so like the billionaires of the billionaires of the billionaires of like the highest echelon of Korean society like go there. So yeah. I think there was a line even where it's like, and e- even the ultra rich, like some of them even can't get in. Oh yeah, they were Once like you're in, you're even, in. Even, like the normal upper class people like can't get in here. Um, and uh, yeah, so she has to deliver dry cleaning at the school, and she's like, whoa, and she ends up actually um, saving this boy who mm-hmm. has been. Mm-hmm bullied uh to the point that he decides that he's going to jump off the roof of the school and commit suicide um she saves him from committing suicide and grabs his jacket and whatever and somebody snaps a photo like at that moment and the photo gets in the papers and so this is a huge pr sort of scandal for the school and so they offer her a scholarship to go there and so that they can sort of smooth things over and be like oh but look how great we are and uh and so she starts going to the school so they so this boy um is targeted specifically by this group of four boys who are i guess the richest of the richest of the richest at the school and they're called i think it's a combination of the richest seemingly the most good looking and the most talented yeah talented slash slash families have power sort of situation Something like that. Yeah, so she goes to school, and it, school's run by these these four guys who are called F4. Yeah. Um, and then she, then also herself is, like, being uh, bullied and intimidated by them, and... Yeah. Well, she, she, she does not... Her, yeah, her... Um, so all these kids who go to the school have, like, grown up in this kind of high society or whatever and they sort of I don't know there's just like there's a culture and they know what the rules are and they know how it works and she like does not and so she's very sort of she's like this interesting combination of naive and blunt and like bold and then shy and you know and she's like she's just she's she's definitely a fish out of water here and she's she's but whatever. At some point, she ends up standing up to them and getting sort of on their bad side. Well, at least on the main the main guy's bad yeah, side. Yeah, of the four guys, there's like a main point bad guy. Like, he's the leader of the wolf pack, shall we say. 
Yeah. And then he's like, he makes it his mission to like destroy, just to, like destroy her, like tear her down, yeah. like get her. And to, you can like, tell quit. that he is fixating on her in a way that is like, he's totally thrown by the fact that she stood up to him because he's mm-hmm. like possibly never experienced this in his life before. Yeah, little old my girl. Like, there's a line in this in this sort yeah. in this like vaguely childish kind of way, and um and he's definitely like obsessing. So, um, absolutely, yeah. So I'm leaning I'm leaning towards an enemies to lovers plot line. Rachel, oh thoughts? really? Oh, that makes me. What do you What oh. do you think for outcomes of the show? I'm sure that there's. Well, for starters, at first I thought the main kid that she was going to save was going to be one of the, like, the other lead. But then we never see him after that I know, we never thing. saw him again. He's yeah, just they had gone. This cute, they had this cute conversation, sort of, as he's about yeah. to kill himself. He's like, it's only $3 for the dry cleaning. All right, $2.50. Don't do yeah. And he's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I know, he's so confused. Right. So well, my family after I'm gone. And she's like, yeah. wait, is this for real? <laughs> um, Actually. And then and then they jump to like she saved him. She's like this heroic woman. They want to shut the school down. I was like, oh, they're gonna shut the school down. And then I'd be like, the school trying to get back on his feet. And then it's like, oh no, the school's just gonna have her come join. So that not everything's okay. You don't even hear about that drama again. And I'm like, what? Um, I will say yeah. her parents are really cute. I think her yeah, mom and her, her dad her, are adorable, her especially family- the dad. Her family is hilarious. I like her little brother. He's so sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for where it's going to go, I'm not sure because I feel like I've, in the first two, like, acts of this episode, it's like, what, an hour and ten minutes for episode one? Yeah, I think so. Um, it's already gone in a couple different ways I didn't expect because, like, again, like I said, the guy that she saves, he never shows up again. We never even hear about him again. Then they're like, oh, yeah, he's over there. I don't even remember his name. Well, to be fair, I don't remember any of their names because I'm not really familiar with Korean names. And so they're not sticking sticking in my brain. Um, No, uh, same. I think think, it was like with Alchemy of Souls, which was my first K-drama. Oh, my gosh. Alchemy of Souls. So good. Love it. Forever. That one's on Netflix. Definitely watch it. Actually, I'm pretty sure Boys Over Flowers is on Netflix, too. We're watching on Amazon Prime because I'm poor and I canceled my Netflix account. So that's the thing that so, happened. Cat, this is how I keep you company while you're looking for a job. Hey, <laughs> old podcast. Hey, um, yep. So for where it's gonna go, I'm not sure. There's a little something. There's a little something, something between her and the member of F4 who's got the blondish, the blonde, the blonde style, one, like, yeah, Zelda style hair. That's true. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't talk about that one. Okay, so the first member of F four that she comes across in the wild, so to speak, is majestically this natural habitat. She's she's wandering through this massive campus, trying with a map, trying to figure out where she's supposed to be. She ends up in the woods because apparently there are just like woods in the middle of campus, and she's (laughs) stumbling along, and she hears a violin. And you're Literally like, is this saying. background music or is this like actually happening like in <laughs> in the show? It's happening in the show. And so she follows the ethereal music to this boy who's bathed in this in this shaft of gorgeous sunlight in the middle of the woods, playing his 
his violin dressed all in white and and I'm I'm dead. I'm just I'm dead that this is happening at all. And there's a moment, <laughs> obviously, where you can tell that she's like she's just jaw dropping, blown away. This is the moment where Bella sees Edward, right? Like this is the moment where they're like Oh, where, I see. Yeah, it. yeah, where they're like where they're like slow-mo, like walking past, and she's like Jessica, like, who are those, like, who are those really hot people? And Jessica's, like, explains all the Cullens. And, yes. So this was, this was that kind of, that kind of moment. Except more melodramatic? More melodramatic. Uh, more sunlight, less sparkles. That's true. That's fair. This is not a fantasy show. Um, No. No. But it is. It's so grounded in reality. In the middle drama. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it's grounded in melodrama. Um, uh, um, but yeah. So back to that guy. So he's he's kind of like the outsider of the four, which I found interesting is that he's not necessarily going along with the main guy, which I like. So I could see him and um, is it John D? Is that the girl's name? I yeah, remember. I don't know. I don't know why they're doing it. They're doing it. They're doing the subtitles weird. Um, Okay. It would it would be like John D. Like like two different words is her name. Two different. Oh, because because in, in the subtitles is one. Okay. Yeah, um, I know. I don't know why they did that. I feel like the subtitles on Amazon are way worse than the ones that I originally watched. Yeah. Which I don't remember what that was. Maybe on Vicky or something. Um. Anyway. So, uh, I feel like those two could be a potential storyline. Agreed. He's not necessarily part. He's part of the fabulous four because he's like super wealthy, super talented, plays the violin. Dad used to be the president. It sounded like, yeah. Um, but he's not really like his reactions to things aren't. So he's like that's just like not necessarily. Wow. Oh, my brain needs to slow it down. Not necessarily going along with the rest of the four. But as- he definitely he definitely feels like a little bit more of his own person than anybody else that we've seen so far. Yes. Because from what we've seen so far, pretty much everyone in the school just follows this main guy like blindly, even when he's a total asshat, which he to is. Like he's yeah. a wretched bully. Like he's so mean. And which um, surprised me that there is like they're at the school and all this like horrible bull like horrible bullying and like it kills me how no like custodian? in your face it is like i haven't seen a single teacher you know and um and this guy this this main f4 guy is going around like 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 casually like Shoving like, cake in people's faces. Shoving that are cake in people's faces when they're when they're trying to give him cake present. because it's his birthday or whatever. This cute little girl who obviously, you know, has a crush on him, and she's like, "Oh, will you accept this cake?" And he's and he just kind of looks at her really coldly. Like that's the other thing is that none of them really show no, any. Takes it. They're all really he cold. Takes a cake. He, and yeah, then he like takes turns it, it and, and then he like just like slowly face. puts it in her face. <laughs> yeah, it's just wild. Um, so yeah, I, I do like that, but the other two guys in the Ford also don't seem to be quite on his side as well, because there's a scene with ice cream on the shoe. And when she was kind of like, you know, giving him what for and like talking back and then shoved her ice cream in, um, the leader of the forest face, the other two, shall we call them lackeys or other two of that 
quartet. Well, yeah, yeah snickering and like, oh yeah, he got you know he got sticker. Let's call them. Let's head. call them three and four. So we have three we have four. F one who's like our main bully guy, and then we have F two who's our blonde violinist guy, and then we have three and four, and we don't remember who they are yet. But Kat, I have I have to tell you. So okay. when it came up that they're like, oh, like F four, and like you don't know what F four is, and for me, what I thought I was like, oh, they're gonna talk about. Formula One racing, like F4, like <laughs> formula racing. Oh, okay, so it's going to have a sports element. <laughs> um, excuse me, I'm screaming. Yeah, no, they are not. I can promise you that Formula One is not going to get me. No, I can't okay. promise you that because a lot of things happen. And But it's definitely not a plot point. And Wait, I'm pretty so sure it does might, not come up at all. What? There might be some sort of formula racing. Honestly, like, there's so much obscene <laughs> wealth that is thrown around in this show. And, and there, are, there are, what, 23 episodes, and they're all, like, over an hour long. There, like, there's so much that goes on here. So I do not um, – I don't remember if – I just I, – I'm, I'm saying that it's, like, not out of the question. But I don't, I don't think that it's in there at all. But, uh, yeah. Don't get excited. Wow. I really don't think that it's in there. Okay. I, oh, yeah. I am, I'm just a little excited that there might I'm be only one representation. I, I, in I, this I don't, I don't, I don't think that there, there, I don't think okay. there is. Well, I'll hold that hope. Um, so that kind of flushes out the four that we've come across so far, but I, you know, I'm not sure. I don't really see her ending up with the main guy. The one who's like the lead bully of the four. Number one. Well, he's definitely him. a super jerk. From what we see, he is so so despicable. Yeah, like like yeah. downright like. Oh, let's let's just let's just, just to re- just to recap a little bit for the people who have not watched. This episode. Um. Uh. So the scene that Rachel was talking about with like her throwing the ice cream in his face. Um. So she makes, like, she, she's an outsider. She's a fish out of water at the school, right? She's not going to make friends easily. Um, everybody's a pretentious jerk, basically. So, yeah. Um, uh, but she makes this one friend who's this adorable, you know, sweet girl. And um, who is definitely, like, not as strong-willed, we'll say. Boned. Strong-boned? She clearly does not have too much of a spine, but she's very sweet. Um, and, you know, we like her, whatever. So there, so the two of them are skipping along merrily eating ice cream cones. Um, and the friend um, slips and, and, and like trips and falls and whatever, and accidentally like uh, uh, smashes her ice cream on F1. <laughs> F main bully guy's shoe. And it's really not that bad. Like, it's a tiny bit of ice cream on his shoe. Oh, yeah. It's barely like a, a melted wash of ice yeah. cream. Like, get a Kleenex, easily wipe it off. I and know. He's like, my shoes. Like, those handmade in Italy. Yeah. And then he's like, lick yeah. it off my shoe. And she's like, what? Yeah. Well, it's like, he, he just kind of... See, the crazy thing is, is, is how sort of indoctrinated everybody around them is to this kind of behavior because like he doesn't he doesn't honestly he doesn't start it he just he stops and he like looks at her in this like horrible you know sort of way and she's the one who's like oh my god I'm so sorry like 
you know, I'll, I'll, I'll replace the shoes, you know, I'll do this and that replace the shoes. Come on, like get a Kleenex. Okay. But she's like, I'll replace the shoes. And he's like, he's like, I'm so wealthy. Like these were handmade in Florence. Like you can't replace them, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I'll do whatever, like whatever I'll do whatever I can, you know? And he's like, lick it off. And Oh my God. It was so like, it was so gross, you know? And that's when, that's when our main character, John D steps in and she's like, excuse me? Like, no, this is not okay. And so she kind of starts fighting back and, and then, uh, basically she ends up shoving her ice cream in his face. (laughs) Like the whole thing. She like shoves him down and like throws her ice cream. And he's so shocked. Like it's just his shock is like my favorite part. Oh um, so yeah. It was it was great. Um yeah, so that was that was definitely a plot point sort of turning point scene. And uh yeah, and that's when she starts to get targeted in a in a very specific way. Yeah. Um I think I think they do a good job with her character. Because there's a lot that happens in this episode, and there's a lot that she's dealing with. Like first, she's just like anonymous, and then she's famous, and then she's living a normal life, and then she's thrown into this insanely school of like wealth and yeah, like closed off like privilege of like like the like this is like like a wasp's nest of like uh, hierarchy. I'll yeah. call it. It's like you know, stung or be stung. If you want to yeah. survive it. But I know you mentioned that she's a little bit naive earlier, but I think I see her not quite as much as naive because she seems to have, from my point of view, like a really good head on her shoulders. Um, and she's not necessarily expecting to get picked on, but she like catches on to it and like knows to set up for herself as best she can. Not that it's yeah. like really succeeding because it is, you see, it's tough for her to go through, but it is curious. And- um, yeah, I guess that. I was I was when I was thinking of her as naive when I described her as naive I was thinking more in the beginning of how she she has like no sense of this world like what this world is mm. and she's like and then especially when she gets to the top of the um like the roof of the school where the kid's gonna um throw himself off and and also they're not alone there okay there are like a bunch of kids who have like bullied him who are up on the roof watching this happen and then there's another crowd of kids below who are like have their phones out and are recording and they're like waiting for him to like it's totally it's insane it's It's almost expected that he would end up up there yeah you're right so the school's accepted like this bizarrely toxic culture she comes in and she's like this is wrong yeah um, yeah yeah but, but she she goes up there and he and he's got like all this blood on his face and stuff because he's been like beat up in a bathroom stall or something and um and she's like i've got your dry cleaning and blah blah blah. he's like standing on the lip of the roof like this is just a very and <laughs> she's just kind of like clueless about it and then she's like oh <laughs> i don't know it was just this, it was just this sort of odd like delayed kind of understanding of the situation i guess um so that's that's kind of what i was referring to when i said i see i see um yeah 
Um, but yes, I, I fully agree that she has a good head on her shoulders. Like, um, what, what I would, what I would say, I would say that she differs so much from all the other characters in that she has, um, she definitely has like a strong moral compass and like a sense of loyalty and, um, and yeah, just like right and wrong that, uh, like pretty much all the other characters in the school that we've seen so far um just don't have they definitely like bow towards public opinion and they like fawn over you know this group of bullies and and it's just like because they have power and they have they have, yeah they have they have power in this school like they run this school and, yeah. and power just, like, like popularity and image yeah, and, you know, their families have wealth and, you know, whatever. And it's just, like, even when they're, like, very obviously, like, there's there's no attempt to hide this bullying, right? Um, oh, it's so blatant, which, like, threw me for a loop because I was like, oh, like, is it, so, like, subtle psychological game? But no, like, one kid is straight yeah, no. beaten and on the edge of a roof and there's no one there. And then she's got, like, uh, her desk is written all over with like uh, insults. Yeah, her like. And then she's got pancake mix being thrown on her. Yeah, they literally threw like eggs at her, and and then threw flour on her, and like I, I mean, what? <laughs> like it's just it's 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 just next level. Like there's no subtlety to this. Yeah, it's it's pretty blatant. So that's that's yeah. a different. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so let's so let's get to let's get so basically. So she's now she's targeted. She's being bullied, um, in in a physical way, right? So it kind of starts with like the she can't find her desk. They've moved her desk out of the classroom and they've graffitied all over it, and you know, and then they end up like egging her and throwing flour on her and laughing at her. And then, um, and then, uh, it escalates to, um, it seems like these, like, three or so boys that we haven't seen before, they're just whatever guys in the school, um, they're not members of, of F4, but they're, you know, probably there at their bidding or whatever, right? Um, and they seem to sort of corner her in a hallway. And possibly oh, start yeah. to attack her, and then and then the episode cuts off, and it's like, oh, cliffhanger! Watch episode two. And I'm like, Rachel, are we watching episode two right now? And she's like, No, we have to, we have to, we have to do this right. So yeah, I have to talk about this first, because I just had a lot thrown at me, and I, I know. don't know how to wrap my head around it. Because this is like, like I said, like it's it's not all I expected. Also, like the style that they shot it in, because it has this kind yeah. of like mockumentary like follow the camera type feel um it's like it's not smoothly shot well, it's yeah well it does it doesn't fe- it doesn't fe- i wouldn't call it mockumentary-ish because there's not like there's no um uh they're not breaking the fourth wall like there aren't any like interview style things oh no yeah i see i, see, I wasn't thinking that in terms of like the actual like what they're saying and talking i was talking about the feel of it it feels like they're following them um, with the camera, with a sense of like realism, as opposed to like very like you know, with, like Alchemy of Souls, like perfect shots and just like all the lighting was glowing, it was glorious. Yeah. This yeah. is like a bit more rough and tumble. Um, yeah, you know, another interesting like, thing like, is that there like, were was like a mockumentary where it's like you kind of feel like you're more with them there. 
yeah in it um, I, did you did you notice that it seemed like there were some mic issues yeah that the sounds yeah. were peaking uh especially yes. beginning and towards the middle episode when the family was laughing um yeah there was i thought it was really interesting because i'm pretty sure issues. this was a big budget production although maybe it didn't start out that way but i think i mean i'm pretty sure it eventually got there um because this, this was this became a very popular uh show at the time you know what we can do we're gonna look up the Google budget imdb <laughs> episode one of 25 we're spent 20 hours on this this is gonna be wild I'm so ready for this journey. Where except, except Rachel, like, remember that this episode was an hour and ten minutes long. Yeah. So it's not gonna be twenty-five hours. It's gonna be more oh, than longer, you're right. Those are gonna add up. Plus. What? It doesn't tell me for individual? Will it tell me for full? The full budget? Plotlines, storylines, synopsis, country of origin, South Korea. Technical specs, runtime, runtime. Oh, I can't find it off the top of my wild. Oh, I'll look yeah. up later how much it was cost. But yeah. the thing is, just for inflation, it it could be a whole thing breaking it down. Uh, that being said, we do not know how much it cost to make this, but they could have just we gave were, more we money. We were definitely a little surprised by the fact that there were some some mic issues, or or possibly um uh. Oh my god, sound like mixing issues uh later on. I don't know, whatever whatever it was. Um there were there were definitely some sound issues. So but um, I'm just gonna see how it progresses. Cause yeah. the I think they're just finding their footing with this first episode, like how they're shooting it. Cause how it ended up in the last half of the episode visually felt more certain than yeah. the first half. Like mm-hmm. basically everything up through um, her saving the kid who's about to jump felt that se- that first section felt it was shot just differently. Um, yeah. Oh, but you know what? How mm. wild the intro song is to this show! I was like, oh, this reminds me of the intro to what is it, season two of Demon Slayers? It's like the da da da. It's like very poppy and just like, oh, we're here and happy, and then oh, it's depressing God. content. Yeah. Heavy, depressing content, dark <laughs> themes, and I'm like, yes. I don't know what I'm feeling. But it was funnier than I expected because I just remember you crying your eyes out. <laughs> yeah, like, but you, you I okay? mean, I was definitely not crying my eyes out watching the first episode. Um, okay, yeah, that that must have been later on. And also, Rachel, you have watched me watch so many different K dramas. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this one, I. I, I mean, I definitely got extremely invested. I definitely remember that. Um, and I'm sure I cried here and there. But overall, like, this is not a... I mean, this is melodrama. Like, it, it's not... Um, it's not, like, a deep, you know, subtle sort of... Um, thing that, like, pulls you you know, under and, like, rips at you. Like, it's... it's like, trying uh, to be fun. Like, yes, it is, it is not trying to be fun. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but it so is, uh, but it, 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 it definitely did. Um, I, I got, I got extremely invested. So I'm curious to see how I kind of feel about it this time around. Um, and I'm very curious to see how Rachel continues to react, but I really liked, um, I liked that you enjoyed it. It made me happy. Yeah. I, I remember you're like, <laughs> yeah, you, uh, looked over at me as like your facial expressions, like girl, my my eyebrows could not have gone higher to my forehead line. I was like, yeah, I know you're about to, you're about to break your eyebrows for real. Okay. Um, I'm ready for it. So I think, I think, I think, I think it's time. Episode two. uh, I I have almost finished my delicious vanilla almond. I'm drinking the vanilla almond tea. Oh, nice. I love that one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I might make more after episode two. I feel like just after that first episode, I feel like I just needed something to kind of like, ground myself with because i was buzzing yeah, I, just I hear you listen i pulled out the big guns i made hot chocolate from scratch and um i added kalua to it because of reasons yeah so um okay yeah uh well great uh, i think we're gonna peace out um on this incredible first episode and yeah moving moving right along <laughs> On to episode two. Thanks for joining the Tea and K-Drama Conversation. See you next time here on the Tea and Gauntlet Network.